Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where once a week we dive into the deepest, darkest recesses of the internet to find something interesting or even comprehensible. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff Tyrannosaurus Hex Kowalski. I'm Louisa Heron. That sounds like you're a Tyrannosaurus wizard a little bit. Yeah, mm. I think that's more of a witch thing than a technology okay. thing. Okay, uh, well, no, then it's Hex. Although I'm, I'm very into a Tyrannosaurus witch. Yeah. It's because I'm a tech wizard. I'm a coding ninja. I mean, the Venn diagram of, like, people who follow Wicca and people who are extremely online is has a lot of overlap, I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, that's true. Uh, I think that all of them, maybe? Probably. I, I mean, there were covers before being the internet, I'm told. No, they invented the term tech wizard, so <laughs> that's where it all comes back. Tech wizard is a slur against Wiccan. <laughs> no, stop! Don't no. <laughs> ideas like this. <laughs> no, I'm going to. I'm going to ruin online for all of us. <laughs> I mean, like, slurs don't usually make you sound that cool, <laughs> is the thing. Yeah, that's true. If somebody said, oh, it's a slur to call somebody awesome, you'd be like, well... Uh, it seems good. It seems like a good thing, right? I guess so. <laughs> Louisa, you yeah, Louisa doesn't like this. I can hear you breaking into a sweat whenever we begin talking about like <laughs> well, social. Well, now I'm thinking about things that I don't want to talk about. Yeah, so. we're all doing a hate crime against I'm Louisa. I'm thinking about right how, how old people will be like, oh, but this isn't offensive, right? This is a nice thing to say. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling. Though. I'm saying that they're good at math. <laughs> Yeah. God. Uh, no, you picked one that's a real stereotype about a group of people. I know, I'm saying this is something that I've heard real people actually say. Mm. No, let's not know. Yeah, yeah, let's not recount real things racist. Who was say good at math, and the answer is mathletes. Mm, that's true. They're also good at running. That's where the name comes from. Mm-hmm. Mathletes, that is. Yep, because um. athlete, athletes is just running. <laughs> I like the idea that Jeff thinks that all sports is just running. And his when you boil it down, very few sports don't involve running. Yes, but most of them involve something else. Also. And to train for pretty much every sport, you <laughs> can just run. For the Olympics, it either involves running or something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the two categories <laughs> of Olympic sport are running and something else. Yeah. I mean, that would certainly make the Olympics go faster if those were the two categories. Were they going to try to get chess into the Olympics? I heard Probably. that. One. That's dumb. They, yeah, I thought they dumb. did at, for a while. Am I, mean, I wrong? Who knows? Could be. That should be incorporated into one of the multi-part challenges, the athletes. Shooting is an Olympic sport, and that seems uh, equally not athletic to me. Yeah, I heard that the... Is it the decathlon? Mm, Possibly. Uh, It's supposed to incorporate everything that you would do... This is real, supposedly. If you were a soldier caught behind enemy lines and you were trying to escape. Which is why it involves running, swimming, shooting, uh, riding a horse you haven't read before, rode hmm. before. Like, uh, isn't that odd? Yeah, that skiing, is a little weird. Is that, is that one of the ones that involves skiing? It is this be, just yeah. a James Bond movie? <laughs> I mean, it's all very Eurocentric. You're, this is like World War One era type of soldiering, I mm. suppose. Yeah. How come there's not, um, like, bucking bronco riding in the Olympics. That would be radical. Yeah, good point. Although it is cruel to animals. If it was true wild bronco riding, that might be fun. Yeah. Or like 
wrestling alligators or something. I guess there's. <laughs> I mean, this Olympics is this, really this is the new Bayou Olympics. <laughs> well, yeah. Like honestly, I've not watched a whole lot of Olympics, and I've also you not got watched just a bit. Yeah, I've also not watched a whole lot of rodeo. But if you mm-hmm. ask me which of those two I'd want to watch, I think I'd want to watch rodeo. Yeah, mm-hmm. it seems way cooler. How about that one? Like clowns do. But for the Olympics, it'd be pretty mm-hmm. cool. Ooh, I would love if there were Olympic rodeo clowns that if the weightlifters got too aggro, came out and distracted them from the crowd. <laughs> Lured them away with the buckets of confetti. Yes. Uh, they've just got, like, uh, a thing of protein powder, and they sprinkle it onto the... Underneath a big box held up by a stick. <laughs> Are you guys confusing rodeo clouds with Looney Tunes? <laughs> They're the same thing. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Uh, I guess I. There can. was probably a Looney Tune where Bugs was a rodeo clown, right? I'm sure. Yeah. I feel like there was a period of cartoons where everyone was obsessed with clowns for some reason that cannot be explained. That period mm-hmm. is right now. I mean, I guess that's true. Well, no, now horror is that. That used to be, like, the only kids' entertainment that would be on TV, though, in, like, the 50s, 60s, early 60s. It would just be a clown talking to kids. Like It's that just it. weird, though, if you were like, I'm going to draw a cartoon, and so because I'm drawing it, basically anything can happen. What should I draw? Oh, just a faithful recreation of the thing that real people do to entertain children. Yeah. yeah. People do that a lot, though. Like, video games they get uh, points for being realistic. Do they? they Does anyone like realistic video games? I don't, but they do get points. They'll be like, oh, this, you know, war game in the desert looks really real. They get yeah, points in the Olympics. Okay. Oh, video game design in the yep. Olympics. That would uh, be good. So, chess... I've been training on that. Jeff could be an yeah. Olympic athlete. I'm going to be yep. an Olympic athlete. Chess is recognized by, an, a, by as a sport by the... International Olympic Committee, mm-hmm. and has been an exhibition game in the past, and mm-hmm. whatever organization decides this has submitted chess to be in the Olympics uh, mm-hmm. for the past couple, and the next one in 2024, but uh, it is not yet to be a real Olympic sport. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. That's weird, because I wonder how much lead time people would get. Like, when they announce that it's official, like, how much time do you have to get ready if you're pretty good at chess, you know? Well, they submitted it to the 2024 <clears throat> Olympics, so you'd have, I right. guess, four years if they told you now. Yeah, but when would they tell you is the question. I imagine that they tell you, like, since they're not telling you, they're not submitting it for the 2020 Olympics, they must or the 2022 Olympics, they must have to do it. It's not going to be a winter sport. Yeah, why not? Chess in the winter. Oh, that would be so cute, though. The little dais could have a fireplace on it. Uh Yeah, all people have to compete in turtleneck sweaters. It has to be played in the lodge of a ski resort. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. I would imagine that it's probably a four-year thing. Do you think that's Mm. why they're not allowing it, is because they can't determine if it's a summer sport or a winter sport? (laughs) Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Definitely. Because it's like, you gotta put them in one Olympics or the other, and, like, you could have the ski lodge with the turtleneck sweaters, or you could have the, like, sitting in the park at a stone thing in the summertime with a little kid who is beating you at chess. I have not seen this movie, but I'm referencing it anyway. That's a lot of movies. 
Anytime you see Central Park, they have to, by law, have a shot of people playing chess on those tables. I've never seen the chess in Central Park that supposedly exists. I can't believe that people actually play chess on those boards and not do drugs on those boards, I assume. I thought they played chess for money with people. Is that not true? Um, I mean, I've been led to believe that by many movies where kids beat people at chess, but I don't know why that would be true. I don't know why anyone would ever do that. Yeah. It's making me anxious to think about being in Central Park in the summer, because last time I did that, I got so sick. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's rough out there. Sun poisoning. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, Louisa, what did you do to get through this week? I started a new uh, embroidery project, which I used to do a whole lot of a few years ago, and then I kind of dropped off. Mm-hmm. Like you do with art projects where you're like, mm, I'm going to work on this. And then you don't for six months. Are you doing cross stitch or like a, no. like a actual embroidery? Freehand embroidery. Yes. Ooh. I'm just doing, um, uh, stem stitch and chain stitch, but I, I need to learn French knots again. That's the complicated part. Mm-hmm. But, That's a kind of bread. <laughs> yeah, it could be. <laughs> I mean, it does Delicious. sound like bread. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, uh, I I went to the crown, the costuming of the crown exhibit at the Winterthur Museum yesterday. Oh, yeah. And they had a whole thing on, like, the fake embroidery that they used to represent the real embroidery in that show, because mm-hmm. it's way too difficult to do the real embroidery anymore. Yeah, I saw also at Winterthur a an exhibit about Downton Abbey, and it was the same thing. Mm. They're like, here's how we use beaded fabrics that... Y- on TV, you can't tell, are just, like, machine-stitched all the way across this fabric, and then we cut out the shapes we want, and it's, yes. like, hand-embroidery on the show. Yep. Weird. It's pretty cool. Well... Yeah, the the, <laughs> the exhibit that I saw was by the same people who did the Downton Abbey one, so it's just about the crown, and I have not seen the crown, so it, it Ooh, was very funny to me to see all of the pictures of Doctor Who being a racist. Yeah, well... Yeah. Is, Prince, is Prince Philip famously racist? Oh, yes. yes. His family Extremely, yes. are Nazis. <laughs> Some of his family were legitimate Nazis. Really? <laughs> yes. He <laughs> was exiled from Sweden, maybe for for <laughs> fascistic <laughs> leanings. Why don't we talk about this more? Yeah, uh, you should watch I'm the crown, maybe. I, I talk about it every chance I get. <laughs> Huh. I mean, like, in general, in culture, we're just like, oh, he's that cute old man that the Queen's married to. Yeah. I will say that, to their credit, every English person I know is extremely embarrassed of Prince Philip. Mm. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, uh, embroidery. The thing is, it's really hard in this digital age when you see people doing, like, uh, uh, digital art where they're like, so I did this in these colors, or here it is in these other colors, because it's easy to change things on a computer that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is so hard to get your head around, like, <sighs> making an embroidery pattern has to be done in the real world. Mm-hmm. So I've been looking up vintage patterns online and then tracing with tracing paper over my the screen on my phone, because that's the only way I can resize things correctly <laughs> to get them to be the right size. very time. funny. Then trace them. So I'm tracing them with a regular pencil on the tracing paper, and then I'm turning the tracing paper over and tracing the back of the design again with an embroidery pencil, which will iron onto the fabric. Can you just print out these things? How will you be able to get them exactly the right size? Use a image editing software? Listen to me. <laughs> Has that ever worked for you in your life? Yes. yes. Never worked for me. 
eat. Yes, I, I use it literally like, all the time. Yeah. I use GIMP maybe once a week to do that. I've never found one that works, and if I need to change things by just like half an inch, that is incredibly difficult to do. No, it's not. You can just set it to half an inch smaller and scale. Listen, what I'm working with, this is my best solution. And it's fine, because either way, I would have to trace it over again with an embroidery pencil, because I can't get embroidery printing ink. You're so stubborn. Pencil. You're such a Luddite. Here's the point! <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing on a computer, and then it's gonna have to be a thing on fabric, <laughs> so there's a point in which I am going to have to do some tracing. Right. Yeah, but you're just tracing twice, and I was trying to tell you how you could trace once. But if you're happy, then that's fine. I don't think I you're happy and you know it. learn Clap a program to do this when I can just do it. Tracing my phone. Thank you. But <laughs> All right. it's, uh, it is so hard to get everything lined up exactly, and then you know you can't redo it with a physical project like this. So mm-hmm. I'm working mm-hmm. on it. And it's good. I've done the tracing now, so I'm all set on just the embroidery part, but... Oh, man. I feel like our minds have been poisoned, kind of, because nowadays you only ever really see hand embroidery when it's really good, mm-hmm. because it's, like, in museums and stuff. But, like, people fucked up embroidery all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's fine to have it be not perfect the first couple dozen you do, I would no, think. They yeah. did it right every time back then. <laughs> yeah, sure. Now that if I'm they getting... did they were burned to death as a witch. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm getting back into it. Uh, this one's definitely not going to be good, but it's good to work on. And you are embroidering a uh, Tweety Bird wearing hip-hop clothes <laughs> yes. on the back of a jacket? <laughs> 100%. You <laughs> better be doing that. Gun, and he says... What would Tweety Bird say? Uh, I thought I'd put it down, obviously. That's the only thing he ever says. He needs to say... So, say Tat life? In a way. Is that anything? Putty tat life? No. <laughs> he needs to imply that he's going to kill uh, Sylvester with a gun, though, right? <laughs> he's going to be hard. He's going to I'm going to kill that putty tat with my gat. Is that anything? No. Uh, no. What if we just draw him murdering Sylvester with a gun on the embroidery? What if you just embroider <laughs> a little bit of blood around his beak and then, like, we can guess where yeah, that we'll blood came from? Yeah, we'll fill in the gaps. <laughs> Yeah. With our imagination. Imagination is the the greatest medium in art, actually. It's uh, true. About it. Really yep. telling a story with uh, the imagery that you see here, mm-hmm. yeah. the words that are used. Yeah, no I mean, listen, scenes. if you see if you see Tweety Bird covered in blood, you know, what are the, there are endless possibilities. <laughs> yeah. They're all very exciting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> see Tweety Bird covered in blood. That speaks for itself. I don't need to elaborate. Mm-hmm. Where's that so, granny been? Like I haven't seen her in a while. Yeah, what that what that granny do though? (laughs) (laughs) I always thought she looked exactly like Elmer Fudd in a wig. (laughs) You confused me as a child. Yeah, well, anyone else? Everyone? Chuck Jones could only draw one human. When when I have to conjure Elmer Fudd into my mind, I don't conjure the normal one. I conjure the like earlier one that was shaped like a bowling pin. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, like I, I prefer that Elmer Fudd. I keep on thinking of Yosemite Sam, but he is different in that he has a big mustache. Yeah, he's That's mostly true. hat and mustache. Yes. That is true. Uh, so anyway, my embroidery is going pretty good, and I will keep people updated when I actually finish it, if I ever 
finish it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fingers crossed. So but, what are you embroidering? Is it bless this mess? No, it's actually... Uh, <laughs> I feel like it's going to ruin the reveal, but it's actually something my bot said, which is so crazy. I was like, oh, I want to commit that to wow. fabric. You're, you are living a very specific aesthetic, Louisa. Yeah, I, know, yeah. I don't know how you're the biggest like mastodon head out there, but you are. <laughs> but, so, the words, that's tough because, like you said about doing things by hand, you want to just be done with those words because they're boring, and then I have a yep. nice border that I want to work on that's like leaves and berries. That's why but you need yeah. to get your lettering all frilly and shit. Like, super yeah. illegibly complicated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm working my way up to that. But, so I have my little project going and I'll keep people updated. Uh, but Jeff, Jeff, what got you through this week? Uh, so I have a couple things that I got up to, but I think I'll talk about the, like, most major one, which is, uh, as you know, I'm a teacher, and so I have summers off. What? What? <laughs> I thought it'd be funny if you just tried to say, as you know, and then I didn't know. <laughs> oh, I see. I get it. Um, no. Uh, the... <laughs> <laughs> all right, sorry, carry on. Uh, we're all going delirious the We should the cut their salaries by a third. Uh, <sighs> no, we earn the uh, our full salary over the course of ten months, and then it gets uh, they save some of it for us for the summer. Yep. Um, and um, the issue with that is, I started in February, so I get half paychecks in the summer because I only work Ooh. half the school year. Oh no. Um, which is whatever. I made sure I knew this was coming, so I started saving money when I started and put away four thousand dollars. Uh yeah, I baked a cake. Uh no put the, that song at the end of the episode, Jeff. Nope. I don't know what you're referencing. Um, <laughs> I like Jeff's new thing of like quickly acknowledging what people say, like it's a board meeting. Like, oh yeah, that's a good point. Anyway. It does I do worry that it it sends a message to our audience that Jeff doesn't want them to acknowledge that we make jokes. Uh-huh. It's true. Laugh at that. <laughs> no, it's me giving the audience permission to laugh at it, even though I didn't laugh at it or enjoy it or think it was funny. To be saying, so yes, audience, that, that was a joke. And not you may laugh. the opposite. Uh huh. Uh, so I had a friend visit from out of town, um, ah. seeing New York for the first time. Oh, cool. And so I got to do all the tourist stuff that I hadn't gotten to do. Uh, we went to the Met and that is a really cool museum. It's like, Sorry, I kind of real quick remind me what type of stuff is at the Met? Cause I don't remember. Uh, just fine art. It is the okay. Metropolitan Museum of Art. It is the, uh, the largest single-building art institute in North America. Um, okay. The Smithsonian is a little bigger, but it has its collection spread across multiple buildings. Um, and it includes, like, natural history as well at the Smithsonian, right? Right. The Smithsonian has multiple museums, but, like, their art museum is still bigger, but, you know. Uh-huh. Um, and it was really cool. We spent five hours in the museum walking mm-hmm. around and still saw maybe half of the stuff that there was to see. It's incredible. <laughs> um, I got to see, like, a bunch of Monets and Picassos, a couple Van Goghs. The coolest stuff was the, like, ancient objects, the, like, from early mm-hmm. human civilization stuff. Okay. Like, here is uh, a... <laughs> here's a, like, horse part, like the thing that you need to ride a horse. You know, one of the horse parts? Like one of those metal one of those metal leg? horse. Is it leg? 
It looks like a little nail. Uh, I guess a, a bit, bit for a bridle. Is it a bit? Is that what you're saying it's part of the like bit or bridle or saddle okay. or something like a metal part that would survive from eleven hundred for a horse. <laughs> yeah, from eleven hundred BC. Wow, so cool. I love. Uh, that. I love. And then other stuff. I love seeing jewelry that's that old, and then it just looks like jewelry you could buy now. That always yeah. blows my mind. The other cool thing was um, early human tools from 200 to 700,000 BC. Mm. Wow. Which is like, that's, oh boy, and it's right there, two inches in front of your face. Um, and that's really flints? cool. I've done some flint napping, and it is hard as shit. Yeah. Um, the other cool flint thing is I, I went to go see the Statue of Liberty. Um did you know it is three thirty seconds of an inch thick, about the thickness of two pennies? What? That seems dangerous. Yeah. Wait, you mean the skin of it, right? Not the yeah, whole Yeah, the statue. copper part. The okay. copper part. <laughs> I was going to say, I think people can go inside of it. <laughs> no, the uh, the copper part is that thin, and it's held up by, like, it would an be elaborate a skeleton. Of, it would be a hell of a con that New York was playing on the rest of the country if the statue was two-dimensional. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I couldn't confirm it. I've never been to the island. <laughs> yeah, like, you only ever see it from one direction. <laughs> yeah. When they came to America and did their big tour. Yeah, one yeah. direction. They like played a song of Liberty. One single One Direction song. Um, uh, you don't she, know you're beautiful. Yeah, I that's the one. Mm, I, saying she's oh, I thought that was yeah. Justin Bieber. <laughs> no, same thing. Yeah, the yeah. same thing. This is like teenagers who were popular in 2010. I was afraid you were going to say if you could name one single One Direction member, and I was going to say Liam, I think, is one Toby? of Toby? Is there a Toby? Zane, <laughs> Niall, oh, that uh, Harry Styles, and I That's think Liam Is Billy Zane in One Direction, you guys? Yep. No, Zane Malik. Oh, He's man. the only one who makes good music in his solo career. Harry Styles is an old man name. I don't believe that's one of them. I uh, love the idea British, that... He's British, so they all have old man names. I love the idea that all of One Direction are old people pretending to be teenage <laughs> boys, and Billy yeah. Zane is one of them. They're all, a, it's a, they're all doing a Never Been Kissed or a 21 Jump Street. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they're undercover for some and- reason. And they haven't told each other, so they're all thinking that they're conning the other ones. The each of them team. is like, these other guys look pretty old. Yeah. All of them are like, hey, remember going to see Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves in theaters? Hmm, and then the other ones that? are like, no, I don't remember <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I definitely don't. I don't <laughs> remember <laughs> that arresting performance by Kevin Costner. Is that who's in that movie? Yes. Yeah. Alan I don't Rickman. know who Kevin Costner yes. is because I'm 14. Though. <laughs> oh, they're so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that's one of my dad's movies that has Snape in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. I mean, Very now good. hold on, because I think we've all established on this podcast that uh, Kevin Costner movies are dad mm-hmm. movies, all about regardless baseball. of how old you are. Every single one of them is about baseball. Yep. Um, Super fan Chris thought that he misremembered and thought that we said Kurt Russell is only in baseball movies, which I don't think he's ever been in a single baseball. I love the idea that there's like a subtle baseball analogy going on in Escape from New York. (laughs) It's because we were watching The Thing, which I think is the opposite of a baseball movie. Mm, I guess. I mean, they're trying to get home... Without oh, there being you go. That's a tagged. Ooh, they're on a base. They're <laughs> on a base. Yeah, they're on a base. Oh, it all comes together. Oh my god. Two teams. A ball of living goo from outer space that wants to kill them. That if it touches them, they're out <laughs> of being alive. Uh huh. And one of them is a real fanatic. 
I have trouble the same sort of way in that I think of Escape from New York as the same movie as another movie I've never seen, which is that one where people are the baseball furies. What was that? The The Warriors. Warriors, yeah. But they're the same genre. To a different part of New York. They're not trying to get out of New York. Yeah, but in my mind, because I've never seen either one, it's essentially the same movie. Yeah, that's fine. Mm, I always forget whether Escape from New York or Escape from L.A. was the first one, and then the other one was the much worse sequel. Mm -hmm. Escape from L.A. was the much worse sequel. They planned an even worse sequel called um, Escape from Earth, but they never made it. Mm. Uh, Which, good name for... uh, They will. Yeah, they will. Yeah, Kurt Russell is is here. He's around. He could still do it. As long as Kurt Russell is alive, I believe that they will make that movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Doesn't he have a son who looks just like him, who's now yes. in movies? He so, stars in uh, a Hulu show or Amazon Prime show called The Lodge that is, you know, pretty good. Huh. Hmm. Uh, anyway, Matt, what got you through the week? Guys, I have extremely good news. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. All right. We are now, as of today, officially a podcast. <laughs> Whoa. We've done it! Allow oh, me to explain. Oh. Allow me to explain. This past Friday... I met Paul F. Tompkins. Whoa! What? Uh, I went to, there's the Philly Improv Festival is going on right now, mm-hmm. um, and I went to a show at the Philly Improv Festival of Super Ego, oh, uh, no. a, an improv group of which Paul F. Tompkins is a member. Um, they did, they're doing a new, they're trying out a new format called Forgotten Classics, where they get the first and last line of a book that none of them have read and then act out what they think the plot of that book is. Right, that's their uh, Stitcher Premium show, I think. I don't know. I, I I thought they were only doing it as live shows, but maybe not. I, I mean, know. they might they might uh, only do it as live shows, but I know that they only release it on Stitcher Premium right now. I don't know. But anyway, they were doing... Um, they were doing Agatha Christie's ABC Murders. <laughs> I read that book. And I've also read that book, and uh, Jen and I are huge fans of Poirot, who is the detective in that one. Mm-hmm. So uh, I wanted to go anyway, and then when I saw the book, I was like, Jen, we should go to this. So we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as you guys know, I am cripplingly afraid of speaking to anyone that I admire. Which is um, natural and normal, as we all agree. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but, but Jen convinced me that I should go and say hello to Paul F. Tompkins, because there was like a line of people saying hello to him. And I did, and I'm glad I did. I shook his hand, and I spoke to him for actually a little while, because he was talking about, during the show, about how no one in the audience had ever read the book or knew what it was anyway. (laughs) Um, But but he did make several good references to Poirot, like the Mm. things that Poirot says, like gray little cells and stuff. Oh, was he? Um, He must have been... Because it's little gray cells. He must have been Poirot in it, right? Because of his mustache and his fun accent work. (laughs) Well, I was very afraid he wasn't going to snatch up that role, (laughs) Um, because the first time he came on, he came on as a different character, but yes, he did eventually play Poirot, and so he did all kinds of Poirot references. He was he was mad that people called him French, etc. Yeah, that's good. Good, pretty um, good. 
Uh, and afterwards I was like, we, we were so excited when you did those references. And he's like, oh, I heard you guys applauding because you were the only ones. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Uh, I'm um, glad so, you got over your fear. Yeah. Well, I don't know that I'm over it, but if there's somebody there who will very kindly and patiently talk me through having a panic attack, I can do it. <laughs> um, and so I have an autograph of Paul F. Tompkins in my program sitting here as a guest on our show. Oh, good. nice! Good. Is what makes us officially a podcast. Oh, is he, is Someone he, add us to Wikipedia for appearances by Paul Topic. Yep. Yes. Is he in character as the cake boss? <laughs> uh, yes. Okay, good. Uh, that's one of his characters he likes to do. <laughs> Our brand of improv, which is yes, and let's move on. <laughs> I just didn't understand the joke for very so, long. Popular character he does. I thought uh, you meant. I thought you meant when I saw him being no, right Ro, now on our show, cake boss, and that that's a lot of complicated things to figure out. Uh, if there if there's one skill that I would cop to having, which you know me, I hate myself and everything I do. Uh-huh. Uh, that skill natural and normal as we all do. No. Yes, uh, that skill is that I'm not afraid to talk to famous people. Yeah, you've done a good, good job of that a few times. Um, uh, yeah, like I think the most intimidated I ever was was when I had Chris Straub on Creepy Podsta, and that worked pretty well. But like when we all went to go see the McElroys, I went up and like shook hands with Griffin and yeah. asked Justin what the right drink to order at the bar was. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's pretty good. I normal. do feel very bad because Super Ego involves several comedians that I know and like, including like Matt Gorley and Mark McConville. Um, I definitely, definitely didn't like complete. I completely ignored them and just <laughs> the Paul F. Tompkins, which yeah. everyone else in line also did, and I feel bad. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but like, yeah, you don't have much time. You don't, you can't think clearly. It's not like you're at a party. Yeah, he's the famous one. It's true. I I mean, Matt Gorley also signed my program and okay. accidentally wrote. Uh, we were talking about David Suchet with Paula Tompkins, the guy who plays Poirot mm-hmm. on BBC, uh, and Matt Gorley accidentally <laughs> signed uh, Suchet or Mouchet, <laughs> and ah. so he he had to write Matt Mouchet Gorley, which was pretty funny. <laughs> That's fun. That's pretty good. I um. I thought I you were going to say that you said, hi, my name is also Matt, and then he got confused and wrote, dear David, <laughs> on your name. I mean, that would have been fine, too. Uh, I, uh, I think that Paul F. Tompkins and Matt Gorley are probably my favorite interviewers, which is mm. a weird thing to say about a comedian, but, like, mm-hmm. both of them have podcasts where they interview people, and the interview is always so delightful. Yeah, I feel like one of the main reasons why I have such anxiety talking to famous people is because I absolutely know that they hate talking to me and everyone. (laughs) And so the fact that Paul F. Tompkins made me feel like we had a good interaction is a hundred percent a credit to him yeah. hiding his loathing. I think that's why he's me. such a good podcast guest because he mm-hmm. always, whatever podcast he goes to, he tries to fit in with what they want. He doesn't just go and talk about himself. Yes, that's he's very great. true. I wanted to say that one of my favorite things in life is how much he hates the song "L.A. Woman." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's that's hard to bring up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he's the hometown hero. I just mm-hmm. remembered he's from Philly. Yeah, correct. He I likes bet other to people do... in line were like, "Oh, the Bristol Playhouse." I've also been there. And then it had to be tedious about it, right? Yeah, I will <laughs> say again, just like Jeff, I hate myself and everything about me. So this mm-hmm. is hard, but I feel like I did a better 
better job than a lot of the people that I saw in line who were like, so this is the improv thing I'm working on. Oh, no! <laughs> like, <laughs> come on. No one gives a shit. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Oh, man. <sighs> That's right. really awesome. I saw him alive uh, doing stand-up in Philadelphia once, and it was so good. The part, even apart from his show, where he just rambled about Philadelphia for, like, 20 minutes was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I would love to see his stand-up. Uh, he is one of my favorite stand-up comedians, but he doesn't do it that much anymore, and... Yeah. Uh, he's also an excellent improv comedian. There was there was one guy who I didn't recognize in the group who didn't do as good a job as everyone else, and I don't know if it's just he's like a local or... Uh, he won a contest, probably. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but um, I will say that Paul F. Tompkins continued to make him look good even when he wasn't doing a great job, which is like an extremely rare talent, I think. Uh, do you remember that guy's name? Um... No. <laughs> okay. I was trying to see if I could find him. Matt, when you first brought this up and said we're a real podcast now, and I met Paul F. Tompkins, I was so afraid you were going to say you talked to Paul F. Tompkins about our podcast. Oh, oh no. God, no. But I should have trusted you more. Yes. I know you're better than yeah. that. Even if you can't trust me, you can trust my crippling insecurities. <laughs> mm. uh, so now it's time to move into the wiki, and I've pasted it mm. into the chat, and mm. what we have is CyberNations Wiki. Mm-hmm. Um... It says, the free CyberNations encyclopedia that anyone can edit. What is CyberNations? Boy, yeah, I wish I, I knew. The page. Uh, I see no background here, just a light gray. I don't know if you guys are seeing the same thing. Yeah, I see light yes, gray same. and an ad at the top for Disney's Descendants 3, airing on the Disney Channel at 8 p.m. on Friday, August 2nd. Oh, see, That's I got George for Six movies. Flags, which is a trick, because I will not go outside in the summer. Yes, it's that George Clooney movie, Matt. Okay. Uh, so the logo for this page, CN Wiki, which has two sets of colons around it, I don't know why. It's like an embossed Sorry, font. sorry, 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 real quick. George Clooney plays Jafar's grandson. Yeah, there you go. Nailed it. <laughs> go on. Uh. Uh, this is weird font, uh, I guess it's not a weird font, uh, weird treatment of this font. It's like embossed, so it's blue on blue, which just an effect that makes it look like maybe it's uh, 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 carved out. Anyway, it's terrible and you can barely read it, but it says CN Wiki. CyberNations Wiki, home. CyberNation, n- CyberNations is online, it says. And there's a logo that says CyberNations Wiki, the free CyberNations encyclopedia that anyone can edit. And there is a globe that's like a telecommunications style graphic with little lines going all around. There's okay, a there's a link of- at the top that says how to play, which yeah, makes me think I, there's uh-oh. a game. I understand what this is now. Let um, me describe this picture for yeah, a second. Go for it. There's a picture of a mushroom cloud, a bomb exploding. Uh, there's a picture of some buildings, uh, diplomatic buildings possibly. And then there's uh, like stock footage of a bunch of diplomats at a table with flags behind them. That's it. <laughs> I'm very confused. This is a game, you say? Yeah, I, I think I played this game in college. It is a browser-based, uh, basically, like, Risk or Civilization-style game. Uh, okay. Is it the one where you're trying to sell drugs and you have to adjust the price every day? Uh, no, that would be Mafia Wars or oh. Drug Wars. Yeah, I or think it was Lemonade Wars. Stand. Is it that one that you had on your calculator in middle school? Oh, that's Roller Coaster Tycoon. What? 
<laughs> I know what I you're know, talking really. about, Matt. Did you have yourself? that, Jeff, or are you too young? Are you yeah, too much of a millennial? Uh, I programmed text adventures into my graphing calculator when I was in high school. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what this was, too. It was like, yeah. it's called, I guess it was Drug Wars. The first iteration of Drug Wars was a calculator program. Huh, that's fun. I remember when you could program yourself, there would be like uh, photocopies that would circulate around on how to do it, and you yeah. put in the code yourself, and it's tedious. But then it would be like you're, you're fighting a goblin, and then you're fighting something stronger. But you could change the name of the thing to be like the principal's name or whatever. Yep. Pretty mm. Principal's huh? butt face. <laughs> yeah. I, I just programmed like little choose your own adventure stories. Uh, we all kind of got into that back then. Mm hmm. You were but you got eaten group. by a Yeti every single, no matter what button you press. Yeah, devoured by a, the Guru. <laughs> yeah, I said it. I said it first. Me. Oh, did you? I missed that. That was but me. But you guys, that's, <laughs> that's, I don't that's Zork, to not Choose Your Own Adventure. Yeah, I know. Um, Zork is a Choose Your Own Adventure, and don't tell me it's not. I mean, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Of course it is. What are you saying? It's a text it's a, adventure. It's a text adventure. Choose Your Own Adventure were books. Yeah. yeah. I'm saying you do the same thing in that there's a tree of choices almost everywhere you go. It is certainly similar. But I mean, distinct. now you're just now your argument is basically just that every game is a choose your own adventure. Life is a choose your own adventure. Am I right? I'm gonna yeah. make a motivational T-shirt poster maybe to sell to businesses. Yeah, the, you should the get a real shirt. You the real a shirt that on the front is- says "Life is a Choose Your Own Adventure," and then on the back it says "Use Key on Door." The real Fortnite is going outside. Yep, yeah. that's the that's the only way to lose. <laughs> oh, well, whoever wins, we lose, right? Am yes, I right, guys? True. It's yeah. true. Uh, so this is another wiki. I thought this was going to be more exciting. That it was going to be like constructed worlds, but mm-hmm. it is, in fact. Stupid and boring. I, I can't also, believe how many. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say one more piece of information. This uh, doesn't really have information gathered together like the other ones we've been on have. But there's twelve thousand four hundred and twelve articles. That's a hell of a lot compared right? to what we've seen on other ones. Yeah, I can't many. believe how many of the wiki. Like, we, there was some discussion in our Discord this week about how we got our list of wikis, which is just there was a list somewhere of all of the fandom wikis, and so that's what we use. Yeah. The proportion of them that are dedicated to either extremely niche online games that we've never heard of, or extremely complicated anime worlds, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that seems to be 90% of the wikis we we have seen. Yeah. <clears throat> just like I'm with wrong. Reddit, we decide, we started out being like, oh, it'll be fun, it'll be a fun, different thing every time, but then as you go on, you're like, no, it's the same shit. <laughs> People like yeah. the same garbage. It's very weird how monolithic internet culture is, considering that it's ostensibly for everyone. It's really only for these people. Yeah. Yeah. And by yeah, these people, I mean straight white nerds who love complicated online role-playing games. Yeah, that's you! You're the problem! Oh, shit! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you turn the mirror onto yourself. Yeah, I look in the mirror and see the Iron Man mask instead of my own face or whatever. <laughs> You see the man in the iron mask is your twin brother. I don't know. I was trying to make a reference to the demon in the bottle cover, but it didn't really get there. I think he just sees himself in the mirror, and then the mask is on his desk. That's fine. His mask is on the desk with a bottle, like, in the mouth of the mask as a joke that he made the night before, but now looking at it in the harsh light of day, he realizes (laughs) that it's illustrating his problem. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Let's, let's reboot <laughs> Iron Man. Dear Marvel, I'm available to design your covers for you. Just yeah. call me. Someone else has to draw them, but he'll design them. Yep. So there's a mystery on this page, which is, is this website abandoned? Because there's a section for newly created alliances, and I won't read them all because there's a ton, but the most recent one is December 1st, 2017, The Legion of Hell, a multicolored alliance. But there's a section called In the News, and the most recent one is from two days ago. Yeah, recent wiki activity, two, three, six, and six days ago. But no one's made any alliances in almost two years? It's odd. What the Yeah, they're all at stalemate. It's world peace. Oh, okay. Oh, no, the worst thing that could happen. Peace in our time. (laughs) Um, I clicked on the news section, and the most recent article is disturbing. Uh Okay. It's a lot about the Pope. Is he a lizard man? Mm, it's implied that he's using pigeons to spy on people. Oh, cool. Okay, sounds fine. <laughs> and I feel like this is this is like in the fiction of this game, but I also feel like the kind of people who fall prey to conspiracy theories would stumble across this article and not get that. Yeah. Okay, Pope Caustic II is the Pope's name in this. That's a badass Pope name. That's like a a Mad Max World Pope name. Yeah, that's some real Warhammer 40k type stuff right there. I love it. Yep, in the future, all Popes are caustic. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, not all Popes. Hashtag not all Popes. Uh, that would be a funnier joke if the Pope was head of a different church. I was going to say, that would be a funnier joke if the Pope wasn't kind of a sex criminal also. At least complicit. Yes. Yeah. Complicit. Ugh, the language is going. We need to yeah, stop the podcast forever. Your brain's getting soft in all this heat. Yes. Ugh, that happens to me, too. I can't think of words when it's really hot. Mm-hmm. Ugh. It's, like, so tempting to be right next to the air conditioner, but I can't turn it on. No, it's not blowing out cold air. It's the forbidden fruit. It's like fruit. a cargo culture of air conditioning. You need uh-huh. to drink its blood to gain its cold energy. That's I mean, Freon. If, if you drink that Freon, you will definitely get cold. Uh, I'll get cold very quickly because I'll die. Yes. Uh, yep, we all got it. We all get jokes. Good job, team. Oh, we're having a great time. We're friends. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. You seem pretty mad, though. Uh, oh, uh, so this, I guess we should click on our random pages on this bad wiki that sucks. Yeah, there's not much to go on on the main thing to tell you the gist of any of it. And then the thing about alliances was confusing. I clicked on that Legion of Hell and it took me to like a socialist workers something that was a completely blank page. But I'm like, <sighs> is this some kind of commentary? I don't understand. Yeah, there's a whole lot of that. And... <laughs> I think the problem I have with this is that this game would be a lot, was probably a lot better in a time before the real world was a, like a, a governmental hellscape where yeah. everything is very bad. But now it feels too real to yeah. me. Yeah, I don't understand people who uh, enjoy the type of escapism that is barely different from what's really happening. Right. Or the kind of people who want their fiction to glorify the thing that they want to be doing in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what's going on in a lot of this. So anyway, I clicked on a random page. Mm -hmm. I put the link in the chat. Mm -hmm. I got the Republic of (laughs) Texas. 
Oh, yeah. Mm. And well, I, I see it is spelled incorrectly in every iterance. <laughs> yes. I want, is it, is it intentional as a joke, uh, like a pun on the word bilk? It has to be, uh, just misspelling, right? But it's in every, in the header, in the body of the text, in yes. the link. You would think that by accident, you would accidentally spell it right one time, yeah. or notice that it's underlined in a red squig. Oh, fuck! I think what? you're right, Matt, because look at the religion of this uh, republic. Yes. yes. Oh, I hate this! I hate I everything. Th- I think this is, the idea is that it, um, is, uh, like, Israel-type nation that was formed after World War II? Because it yeah. says, citizens primarily of German ethnicity whose religion is Judaism. Yes. Yeah. I feel bad about uh, all this. Very bad. Yeah. I, uh, I think when I played this game, the reason I stopped is because I discovered that a bunch of people were, like, uh... Stormfront, like actual Nazis. The thing that is so confusing to me about this is that I know it's racist, but I'm not a hundred percent sure how it's racist. Do you know what I mean? It's so it's such yeah. the basic form of racism of like, oh, that race is stupid that it doesn't read immediately. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know if that's it. Like, part of this is also the fact that the government type of this republic is monarchy under James the Fourth. Is that yeah, that's strange? Is what does that, that mean? Yeah, like yeah, is that an English king? <laughs> Yeah, there's what? no way to click on James IV to find no, out. No, there's no it. link. <laughs> I think, uh, if I'm remembering how this game works, you can just fill in all these slots yourself, like the name of the country, where it is, and all the stuff, and like choose from pull-down menus. Yeah. Yes. The currency to create your own mishmash nation, and that seems to be what happened here. I guess so. The literacy rate is only 20%. I feel like, now I feel like that's some kind of racist commentary, and I don't understand. That's definitely something that is a game mechanic, because your nation starts out crummy, or it's not making a lot of money, and all the citizens don't know how to read. I don't like this. Yeah, I don't like it either. It's all too plausibly deniable for my taste. Yeah, It's exactly the kind of thing that a person who is racist would like because of their racism, but not understand that it's racist. And I also mm-hmm. don't understand how it's racist, but I definitely understand that it is racist. Yeah. It's a little hard to parse on a lot of fronts. Yes. Um, I don't like this one. Yeah, go no. to your one. Yeah, let's not. Okay. Mine is called Central Patchia. <laughs> it's a tiny, underdeveloped, and new nation with citizens primarily of Scandinavian ethnicity whose religion is Jainism. Jainism. Yeah. Jainism? Yes. Okay, it's the one with that hand, that uh, famous hand. The hand of Fatima. Is that right? I think so. No! Maybe. Oh, shit! I don't know anymore. God damn it. uh, I'm getting dumb. An Indian religion. Yes, Um, I'm becoming more stupid. Ah, what are those hands called? Oh, it's one of the ones that uses Yes, hand of Fatima. I got it. Oh, you did it. Thank God. Yeah, good job. Thanks. Um... It's one of the ones that uses that mark that is now famously recognizable as a swastika. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. This all seems very dog whistly to me. Yeah. I don't know what they, what did, I don't know what it was called in Indian religions. I know in Japan it's called the manji, but I don't know if it was just called a swastika or if it had another name. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really matter. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway, it's this. So is this uh, game, is this game about. 
after World War II, every country on Earth was destroyed and started fresh from nothing, and then, like, that's the purpose, that's the premise of this game? Oh, man, if only there was, like, a wiki or something that would tell us about (laughs) how this game is supposed to work. (laughs) Yeah, I need a Cyber Nations wiki wiki. (laughs) Wiki wiki what? (laughs) Yep, wiki wiki wild wild west. Jeff, put that song at the end of the episode. Yeah, please. Okay, I will. <laughs> Thanks. I'm going to this. I time. don't want nada. <laughs> oh man, that was a bad movie, huh? Remember that movie? Yeah, it was also a bad rap. <laughs> if that makes you feel better. I've I'm, done this so many times, but do you remember the video for uh, Biomos before it became a hit and got its own like sexy dance video? It was uh, Enrique Iglesias and some people dancing in the ruins of a Mexican town, and there was a giant robot spider just rampaging through the background <laughs> yes, as I a tie-in for the movie. Oh, man. That reminds me. This week, I listened to the episode of Punch Up the Jam where they did Kiss from a Rose. Oh, yeah, um, and I I watched the music video, the Batman themed music mm-hmm. video on YouTube, and like it's like the people who made that video didn't listen to the song at all while making it because <laughs> the part where he's like, like the 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 images that are being shown is an explosion, and then the Batmobile driving up the side of a building with a grappling hook. <laughs> it's it's so it doesn't match up to the tone of the song at all. I really like um, the that era when we had, like, Will Smith would rap over the credits, or the music video for the main song would have, like, like clips from the movie in it. Yeah. Or the only music that. video that Aaliyah got to make before she died tragically involved the nutty professor heavily. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the video for Smash Mouth's All-Star yesterday again. <laughs> the um, Mystery Men version? Because it's Mystery Men themed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the Mystery Men, well, Smash Mouth keeps uh, doing superhero things right before the Mystery Men get there, and so the Mystery Men beat up Smash Mouth's car. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like those are two separate genres. There is a musician performing a song, and then they include clips of the movie as like a lame tie-in. Or there is the type of version where the person performing the song has actors from the movie or other people involved in the video, and that is like a totally different thing. And I you love guys. it every time. You guys, do you think there was a day when the lead singer of Smash Mouth and Ben Stiller were at craft services together during shooting of that music video? 100% no, because it's very obvious watching the video that they didn't get any of the actors and just, like, intercut clips with, uh, like, stunt actors shot from behind. No, I say Steve Harwell showed up to the set of Mystery Men and just hung out by craft services. (laughs) He was like, what's up, everybody? It's hot out here, right? Might as well be walking on the sun. (laughs) Maybe at the premiere, they on the red carpet they met up. I just want to. I'm imagining now a, a scene wherein Steve Harwell is the guy from Smash Mouth. Lisa, yeah. Steve Harwell and Ben Stiller made out one time. Okay, mm. that's just that's just what I want. All right, this is a very nineties. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not the weirdest thing I want. <laughs> Uh, but if you could imagine, t- hold on, <laughs> Matt. Week- what's the weirdest thing you want? <laughs> no, the other week we talked about uh, Chris Evans and Sebastian Stan uh, making out, and you're like, mm, I don't think they're that attractive, or you didn't think Sebastian Stan was that attractive. 
But now you're all for Steve Harwell and Ben Stiller making out for some yes, reason? Yes, that's much better. Okay, well. It's much right. funnier, because neither of them is particularly attractive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why I like it. Yeah, Ben Stiller's okay. Especially in the 90s. He was very, like, of the 90s. Yeah, well, so was Steve Harwell. <laughs> if he just didn't have that, like, very thin chin strap beard back then, he would have looked fine. Yeah. Oh, he did have those those little pointy uh, sideburns that a lot of guys had in the 90s. That was no good. Yeah. Are we Bad. talking about Ben Stiller or Steve Harwell here? Both. Both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Yep. Um, um, so I, lo- I found the frequently asked questions section of this wiki. Okay. Okay. Is um, Louisa going to do a random page at some point? Yes. Oh, right. Yeah, you should do that, Louisa. I'll read some of the frequently asked questions. <laughs> Over me trying to describe my page. <laughs> uh, no, while you find your random page and send it to us. I um, have clicked away from it. Whoops. I tried to I tried to I tried to do some recon before I shared it so that we would all know more about what was going on, but that's not possible. So I'm gonna nope. try not to do that. None of the questions is what is this game? It's all <laughs> like how do I start playing this game? Where am I? I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. I want the first question to be like, what the hell? Yeah. Are you guys all racist or what? Yep. <laughs> uh, oh, so the one I got was Forbidden Love, which is an uh see and N- MDP, which I clicked away from and then forgot what it was. It's a Forbidden mutual defense love, pack. like the love between Ben Stiller and Steve Harwell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the uh, fan fiction for whatever that would be called. Yep. Uh, it's a mutual defense pack between Europa Slash and mouth. Invicta, which makes me very good. nervous. I have not clicked on Invicta, but wasn't Invictus the name of that movie about Nazis? Uh, it was about... Um, uh, rugby. I don't think it was about Nazis. What am I thinking of? What's the one with Tom Cruise in it? That's Valkyrie. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Uh, I, I'm looking at I'm looking at Invicta, which was formerly known as Regnum Invictorum, and is led mm-hmm. by someone whose title is Lord Protector. So mm-hmm. that's probably Nazi stuff. A I dictatorship mean, by consensus. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, there we go. Well, I mean, I guess ancient Rome kind of was that. Yeah. Yeah. Is that good? It's, I don't it's, know. I'm immediately suspicious of anyone who wants to role play as fascists. Yeah. Yes. Same. Uh, yeah. I uh, I didn't uh, look too much into Central Patia, but uh, I did see that they said that. Uh, oh, I, I still got it up. Central Patia believes in the freedom of speech and feels that it is every citizen's right to speak uh, freely about their government. Uh, they uh, allow their oh. citizens to protest their government, but use a strong police force to monitor things and arrest lawbreakers. So that's pretty mm. suspicious, huh? Yeah, that's yeah. not that's not what you're supposed to do. Yeah, that's not uh, really how. Yeah, that's how, how you, you say it when you think you sound extremely reasonable. Yes, yeah. that's what that's how you say it when you are a person who writes as a. Uh, like an independent voter in a newspaper, but you secretly really do love conservative talking points. Yeah. yeah. Because it's always like, oh, we need to defend freedom of speech, and then the whispered part is when conservatives do it. Yep. So, everything about this is extremely ridiculous. Uh, yep. The people who have signed this treaty between Europa and uh, Invictus are the Minister of Silly Walks, Grand Ayatollah, Congo Jack, Mint Ayatollah, Ernesto Che Guevara, Strawberry Ayatollah, Mothman, Vanilla Ayatollah. I'm very tired, you guys. <laughs> yeah, me too. What is this? What is Mothman? happening? The Mothman is the leader of a country? Oh, that's, that's the one you have a problem with, Jeff? <laughs> 
I'm fine with Che Guevara being the yeah, Ayatollah the of Strawberry Land. <laughs> no, that's fine too. <laughs> Uh, there's the other I, ones and I'm not going to read them. Who cares? I do love the fact that every internet community that takes itself very seriously, there's a lot of people who pick their usernames before they realize that they were going to become major political figures. Yeah. As an example. On? There's no way, there's no way for us to know if that's what's going on because you can't click on any of these names. Well, that's true. But on the other yeah. side of this treaty, one of the users, one of the people who is a leader of a nation that signed is Megatron, but with all of the vowels replaced with numbers, like it, it's the 90s. Yeah. Oh, it's good. I'm looking at the page for Europa, and it seems to be like they're just a um, frat house. That seems to be the joke of it, is that Europa is a frat house. Hmm. I don't like it. I don't even know that that's meets the bare minimum qualifications <laughs> for a joke. And we would know because we're always getting in there right yeah, in the bare minimum. Yeah, we scraped that bottom pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, pretty stupid. Uh, there's some, Yeah, you're right. There's such a feeling that you get when you're like, oh, this is a, like about pretending to be little kingdoms and having wars, which is so many games, but there's such a specific feeling you get about this being fascist. Yeah. yeah. Because it's like, it's too jokey about serious stuff and not jokey enough about fascist stuff. Yeah. yeah it just, it seems like the kind of thing that you wouldn't waste any time on unless it was letting out some of your dark impulses. Yeah. It's not exciting enough to just want to do. Right. I mean, have you guys seen any pictures from in the game that implies that it's anything other than a text game? I think it has little pictures, but, like, it's there's no graphics to speak of. So this is, like, those role-playing message boards from AOL in, the, in like, 1992, but with fascism? Pretty much, yeah. Because yeah. I did those, and I they were very boring then, and I, we had magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to remember back to those days. Was there a secret fascism? I am sure that there was, but I oh, didn't sure. notice it. Well, yeah, I only ever clicked on the ones that were heavily related to Final Fantasy 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. That's pretty fair. Oh, also, uh, sometimes you would accidentally open one that's just like, teens in Delaware, and then someone would ask you about, like, what kind of genitals you have, and then you're like, oh no, the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whoops. <laughs> oh god. I reveal too much. They know what yep. state I live in. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna come kill me and eat the genitals I told them about. Yes. Uh, I shouldn't have told them so much about my genitals. <laughs> Including the home address of my genitals. You, you click sign off and then you're like, well, that was a fun interaction. Wait, and then you bite your knuckle as you realize all the mistakes you've made. <laughs> the irony is, back then, you'd be like, no, I shouldn't tell them what state I live in. And now everyone just tells everyone everything. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's how. I mean, yeah. I think the state is fine. What's that? I think telling people the state you live in is probably not as dangerous. Yeah, as no, like, I agree. But in the nineties, it absolutely was told to you as being way too dangerous to reveal. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, it's like I think I say less about myself, like my personal real life online, than I did ten years ago. Mm -hmm. But also, like. It's much easier to become like one-on-one -on -one friends with people yes. uh, in a in a way that is like not dangerous. That's true because yeah. like everyone's social media has pictures. You can't really fake like taking pictures of your life. 
Yeah. I do. I feel like until very recently, until the internet and like the recent days of the internet, everyone kind of subconsciously underestimated how many people there are out there. And like now that that's the way it is, we all are suddenly aware of the fact that no one gives a shit about any one individual person. Like we all kind of swim in the ocean of anonymity of the fact that there are billions of people dumping their personal information online all the time. Probably no one's going to choose me specifically to cyberbully. This is the knife's edge that I live on about security stuff where people are always like, oh, make sure that you never do this with your debit card or you never go to a website unless you check this. And it's like, I feel like my only actual defense against having my identity stolen is just not being important enough or rich enough for that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> That's my only real defense. I don't have another good one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I use that defense with my car. I never have to worry about my car getting stolen or broken into <laughs> because, like, good luck getting it, like, more than 10 miles away without it breaking. If they steal your car and it breaks down, that's their problem now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Insurance. I've the successfully gotten rid of my car. You'd be like, phew. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a bad car. Good luck. Yeah. One less oh, thing for me to worry about. Can't wait to contact my insurance company and get that cool $400 they decided it's worth. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. They would total it and be like, you owe us money. <laughs> Like uh, your car, your us insuring your car costs us money. <laughs> yeah, think of us, the poor company, <laughs> yeah. with all these payments. <laughs> yeah. Uh, great. Uh, so we're done, right? Yeah. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode. We're sorry. What? <laughs> I'm just cackling with glee because we're all just like, "Fuck this!" All yeah, I didn't set a timer, so. <laughs> I did set a timer, it. and you're exactly at one hour now. Oh, so wow, can, good job. You've got perfect podcasting instincts. We're in yep. the podcast stream. What is that term I want the to zone. say? The zone. In the flow. The drift, that's what I want to say. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah we, we're we're, we're that, a giant robot that is this dumb podcast. We're that three-person Jaeger from China. That's us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was there one of those? Was that there a was. movie? They were like, there was a, it was like a, the red tornado or something. Yeah. The two that. people controlled the main robot, and then one person controlled just an extra arm that it had. <laughs> I, I would love the idea. They don't really get into it in detail. I would love the idea that that third person isn't in the drift. They are just <laughs> operating that arm. I don't think that third person is in the drift. I don't think they have to be because they only have to control an arm. But that would be so very difficult to do when the other two people are like moving and operating in tandem so smoothly and then you're like, yeah. okay, I'm going to punch him down. Oh shit, you guys moved! Yeah. Shit! Uh, I love the idea of connecting two people's brains with a big computer. That's pretty fun. Yeah. Uh-huh. I love the idea that somehow putting a third arm on the back of a giant robot makes it more dangerous and not harder to... Oh, uh, makes it more badass and you can't disagree with that. that. I think that one gets murked pretty easily, though. Most of them do. Yeah, I think they all die. Yeah, everyone dies. Yep. Well, thank you for listening to the podcast. Everyone dies. That's what we want. Everyone dies on the front of the shirt and on the back of the shirt, use key on door. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, is the key a Bible? Is this a religious thing? (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Uh I did say, have you guys heard the good news earlier today? All right. All right. Well, well, thanks for listening to this episode, our first official episode of the podcast. Um, if you yes. like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, please uh, tell your friends about the show. 
It's very helpful to us if you can spread the word in any way you can. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us, seeingreddit at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter, uh, at hackthenetpod. And if you want to get in touch with me, I'm on Mastodon at mattheron at mastodon.cloud. You can reach me, mastodon.cloud slash at jk. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash jeffjk or weaponizedlanguage.com to listen to other stuff that I make. The Patreon costs a dollar. Um, and there's the Pokemon show that I used to do with Louisa, if you want to go listen to that, mm-hmm. Louisa and our friend Chris. Um, I have a couple episodes of an audio drama up on the website that I make called Frank Ecto Ghost Detective. Yay. Uh, Instagram and Snapchat are both Jeff JK, and if anyone wants an invite to our Discord, you just have to DM one of us on social media. All right, and you can find me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. Come be my friend. All right. We did it, and I didn't forget anything that time. Awesome. Yay. We've all done it, ever. and now the show's over, and we don't have to do any more. <laughs> ever? Nope. Never again. <laughs> Weird. Oh, wait. I forgot to say, thanks, everyone, for coming out, and next time, please... Nope. I've done it bad. Oh, man. <laughs> Just as we were congratulating ourselves for never screwing up, you completely screwed up. I know. I was big, I was joking around, you guys. Right, it, it was me being a being uh-huh. a fun guy. It was on purpose. I'm not owned. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks for everyone for coming out, and uh, please come back next time. But in the meantime, please don't forget about us, your net nannies. Uh, keep your pockets on Shrek. <laughs> Get ready for jazz.